0: All right, here we are, December 8th, the day after the day that was going to live in, which would live in infamy, Im, infamy, infamy. All right, anyway, here we are, Common Sense <laughs> Ohio, December 8th, 2023, uh, bringing common sense to you at your at your earsteps
1: mm-hmm.
0: and okay. at your, right in front of your eyes, too, if you check it out on YouTube, mm-hmm. Facebook, Parlor, wherever else we are. I guess we're all on video. Mm-hmm. You can check us out at commonsenseohioshow.com. Uh, brought to you by Harper Plus Accounting, Harper Plus CPA. Uh, we are now sponsored. Uh, if you also want to be a sponsor, you can do that. And soon there'll be ways to uh, support us in other fashions through um, monthly Support,
1: <laughs> <call it> support. <laughs> but,
0: uh, yeah, we'll get right at it. But, uh, you know, every, every week I've been doing this, uh, this day in World War II history and, you know, yesterday was December 7th, 1941. And I think it's a sad thing that lots of people don't even know what that date is. It's no longer living in infamy. Um, and, but today, ironically, is the day that the speech, uh, that, uh, Roosevelt made the speech, the day that we live in infamy. This is when we declared war in 1941, December 8th. And, uh, you know, to quote his speech to the Congress, this is back when Congress still had to declare war.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: you know, when, when, when you would have to ask the Congress to declare war. Duh, right. But to Damn. the Congress of the United States, yesterday, December 7th, 1941, the day which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Uh, The United States was at peace with that nation and the solicitation of Japan was still in conversation with its government and its emperor looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. Indeed, one hour after Japanese air squadrons had commenced bombing in Oahu, the Japanese ambassador to the United States and his colleague delivered to the Secretary of State a formal reply to a recent American message. While this reply stated that it seemed useless to continue existing diplomatic negotiations, it contained no threat or hint of war or armed attack. It will be recorded That the distance of Hawaii and Japan, make it obvious that the attack was deliberately planned many days or even weeks ago. During During the intervening time, the Japanese government has deliberately sought to deceive the United States by false statements and expressions of hope for continued peace. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. Very many American lives have been lost, in addition, America's ships... American ships have been reported torpedoed on the high seas between San Francisco and Honolulu. And it goes on for another couple of pages. But uh, it really sort of a historic speech. And you can still watch it. You can pull it up on YouTube. And, you know, he's got that sort of 30s sounding, a day that will live.
2: Yeah. In infamy.
0: And there he was. And I think they actually propped him up for that when
2: he was standing. He was standing. And, um, and uh, you know, of course, he was a fireside chat president. Yeah. So Americans were comforted and a by, socialist, by and his you know. voice. Well, no, qu- about that? no question. You know, I, I, I don't think Stalin ever did fireside chats. He did fireside shootings. Slaughters. <laughs> but uh, we had a nicer uh, socialist, uh, if you will. Um, you know, the the thing is about, um, about that attack, if you take the identical scenario, almost the same number of people killed, surprise attack on 9-11 we now have people walking around you know even in positions of some authority i mean they're in, they're into their 20s now that were not even born yeah when 911 happened mm-hmm. and like you said at the beginning steve people have forgotten in a lot of ways about december 7th uh and they they've also forgotten about september 11th
0: yeah they have and you would wonder how that happens like september or december 7th it, it was Again, I'm trying to I'm trying to put the timeline together and, and and articulate this. And when I was growing up, so back in the mid late 80s, yeah, um, I knew about December 7th, yeah, and it was over 40 years before, sure, yeah. And I knew about December like, and I think even kids being born right then knew about December 7th because yeah. it was kept in our public uh, purview or we we were taught about it. I don't think we're teaching about it much these days. No, you know?
2: I, I think the textbooks in schools now the World War II uh, phase of uh, a history course is just, you know, a few pages
3: yeah. like, like they blip right Fairly by a chapter. It. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, is trash. It seems to be the history courses as well too. In high school, it, it ends in world war two and we don't go beyond that. Yeah. I mean, my, yeah. my son learned about Vietnam and Korea through a history of rock and roll class. Wow!
0: Very interesting. Wow,
3: that's and crazy. I, and, and it was really eye opening to see he he just grasped because I mean, I've got great history, rock and roll. Okay, okay, whatever. I mean, it sounded like a good course, but then he said it really was based on the, the wow. culture, yeah, of what was going on because yeah. how the music was influenced and the music influenced, yeah, that yeah, whole an era. Interesting and he learned, angle. he learned he learned a history. lot about history through that yep. through the music. That's an interesting angle. And he says, "Dad, finally got to learn more about Vietnam and Korea." What's it's what's, like? What's, good. Yeah. Okay. You know, I didn't learn any Vietnam
0: history to speak of in high school.
2: And it's so important. It's so important. The Im-
0: history of the too, Vietnam. Certainly. It was too soon. You know, yeah. like, I, it's, it, like, it's hard for me sometimes to get my head around the fact that in 19, when we pulled out, 74-ish. We were I think
3: just a, when we were in high school, we were just a decade out of Vietnam. We were a Vietnam. decade out. Like, it, my football coach yes. yeah, so I was I a Vietnam veteran. Kissinger you
2: know? and yeah. Le Docto, uh, I think they worked out the Paris Accords, and it was signed— and they both got uh, Nobel Peace Prizes. Uh, Henry took his, late Octo didn't. I think it was in 75.
0: 75, okay. So I was five years old. It was still going on. And, and I think somehow it was just too, it was too much
1: mm-hmm.
0: still. Yeah. You know, it's like it, it wasn't history yet. I guess yeah, maybe right. that's it. It wasn't history yet. It was contemporary. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't learn it. And even in college, there was a Vietnam course and some people took it and I, I didn't have any interest in it. Yeah. Um, and I wish I would have taken it. I mean, later on, I've, I've gone back and tried to learn it, but, uh,
2: America's longest war up to that time. Yeah. N- yeah. N- now we would say, you know, the Afghanistan war was yeah. our longest war,
0: but, but getting back to, to world war two and, you know, at the time, it's, it's an interesting, uh, there's, a, there's so much cool history going on there, both politically, militarily, and socially, you know, we had a, you know, Roosevelt was a socialist. He he created a new deal, and everybody thinks that that busted us out of the Depression. Quite the contrary. Yeah. And everybody thinks that capitalism got us in the, into the Depression. Quite the contrary. Quite the contrary. Um, you know, there were deals going on with, um, um, what's his, uh, right before Roosevelt.
3: Hoover? Um,
0: yeah, Hoover. Yeah. You know, Hoover yeah. was, Hoover, he was, he was, Uh, intervening quite a bit himself trying to force auto manufacturers to cut deals with labor and do whatever. And it just sort of, it it just created a swell that eventually collapses. Right. And you know, the new deal didn't bust us out of the depression. Uh, it, it it prolonged it in so many ways. I mean, once you can go back and check the, the economics of it when things were implemented, but you know, beyond that, you had, you had people like the Nazis, you know, this little harmless group over in Germany, uh, Studying and working with Roosevelt and the Americans on things like uh, um, uh, eugenics, yeah, mm-hmm. that ultimately, oh, yeah, that ultimately morphed into the Final Solution. Uh, and these are American Americans were involved. Like there, there's mm-hmm. correspondence going back and forth between the two governments talking about these this sort of eugenics yeah. and and and. Uh, developing the modern human and all F- this other nonsense.
2: FDR is well documented to to have been a huge racist. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm mean, sure huge. I mean, he, and, you yeah. know, he fought Eleanor when when the Tuskegee Airmen uh, were not getting deployed. Here, here we have aviators that we need in Europe, European theater of war. We got them trained up. Uh, they even uh, based in Columbus for a while. Uh, the tuskegee airmen so so for those that don't know that that's an all african-american fighter group uh that was put together because we had a manpower shortage and you know the prejudice at that time was that blacks couldn't uh possibly operate uh you right. know somehow
0: they weren't capable were or weren't capable so of,
2: of of operating sophisticated equipment like an airplane and it turned out that the red tails, the, the Tuskegee Airmen, the red tails, as they were called, because the tails of the airplanes were painted red, um, had a distinguished record. But uh, FDR refused to deploy them. You know, this is when we, we had an apartheid military, yep. you know, yeah. like uh, the cooks, uh, the, the, you know the, the people doing the stuff way down below deck were black. Uh, the guys uh, operating the anti aircraft guns and uh, and the skippers and you know uh, doing the more uh, prestigious jobs were were white yep. and in uh, in the army you had black you know you had japanese you had all these cores that were racially divided
0: and you know you it, all that sort of runs in parallel to margaret sanger and that whole movement oh, yeah. of eugenics and mm-hmm. uh there's a Supreme Court case called Buck versus Bell and, yeah. I mean, it, 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 that says one generation of imbeciles is enough. I mean, it's like there was a time when we really thought we could engineer humans to create the master race. I mean, yeah. it, it sounds so absurd to say that now, but like, I, th- like, that's what they were trying to do. And these were racist, horrible people. Oh, right? they by were. By today's standards. Yeah. By today's standards.
2: I, yeah. abso- I totally agree. I, I was at uh, Rickenbacker for a P-51 Mustang fly-in. This is probably 20, 25 years ago. And the Tuskegee Airmen were there. There were still a few that were alive that were there. Mm. It was totally an honor to meet those guys as well as all the other pilots. And you just, you know, you just crunch that a little bit. And when they got, when they got uh, demilitarized and went back to places like Alabama or whatever, Chicago, you know, north or south didn't matter. They went right back into this stratified racist society. Can you imagine the anger? I, I listen. I would have been a Black Panther if I grew up in those kinds of circumstances. I probably would have been a militant uh, black if I had been born African American into that standard of, of of living, where where I go defend my country, lay my life on the line. You know, General Patton had a group of black tankers called Patton's Tigers, and they helped save Bastogne when the Hundred and First Airborne. Were holed up there, but if you go to the history books and read about who relieved Bastogne in um, in uh, the Battle of the Bulge, you you almost find nothing about these African American tankers, and uh, you have to read special books to understand what their role was in some of these uh, incidents. And it's a, it's a stain on our history that we don't. Uh, not give them more attention than they deserve, any other group, but to give them equal attention, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it, it it disturbs me to this day that that the victors write the history, and and the prejudice uh, inveigles itself into history in ways that are truly dishonorable to yep. the memory of those guys. Yep, you know, and you know they're, they're- absolute heroes.
0: The other, it's just so funny how everything is, uh, you know, like everything is sort of tied back to that era. Um, there was a young congressman, Lyndon Baines Johnson, yeah, who was sort of Roosevelt's FDR's darling in yeah. the New Deal, and, yeah. and and later on, when he, when Johnson finally takes over after the Kennedy assassination, he sort of marshals in the great society that that uh, FDR couldn't marshal in. Yeah work on the way yeah. uh and uh you know and it was a disaster of course but, yeah yeah uh, and it,
2: he was another racist
0: another just abject lbj racist. was right, just mm-hmm. a horrible horrible yeah
2: and 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 the tape recordings that they have from him can you know at the time he's pushing civil rights it it exposes completely that it was a strategy
1: Mm
0: -hmm. To get votes for his his great society, right? right.
2: uh, Well, the great society thing was a strategy to capture uh, human beings that otherwise would be predisposed to be Republicans. So he was just going to buy them off. It was just a straight out, here's money from the federal government, and it came from Democrats, even though we were the party. Fifty or seventy-five years ago, that put on the little white hats and founded the Klan. Yeah, the Dems. Right? Right. We're the same people, but now we're going to pay you to vote for us.
0: Yeah, they bought the votes.
2: That's all it was. And yeah. Lyndon's on tape. Like yeah.
0: it is uh, again remarkable history there. All going back, of course, to December eight. Not all of it. going back, so, <laughs> December eight was a day that lived. I'm- uh, that was the date of the speech, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, All right. All right. uh, with that, we can move on
2: mm-hmm. as a heavy uh, duty day, you know, and, 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 really just a final thought, if you guys don't mind, I think one of the biggest mistakes George Bush, the second made was not asking for a de- declaration of war. He asked for war powers of a kind, mm-hmm. but not a declaration of war. And he should have asked for a declaration of war against Al Qaeda.
0: Yeah, you know, it's an interesting thought. It, we it, Somehow along the way, we have ordained the presidency with way too much power. Yes. The executive branch has taken way too much power, and, and in, by, uh, in large part, that started with FDR, with all his new deal and all these new uh, administrative uh, power. Actually, even before that, I guess, if you yeah. go back to Woodrow Wilson, uh, who said, you know, we can we don't need this democracy anymore we're, right. we're smart enough to run right. the country on our own right. so he creates the administrative form of government roosevelt drives a truck through it and then johnson drives a tanker through it you know it's like uh now we have uh and then you fast forward a little bit reagan tried to back it off uh but then along along comes obama and here we are you know we've just got this okay. era where they just do it with their pen so we have this president that signs orders and they get enforced
2: well and and in yeah. the other thing that, that where i'm particularly trying to get to is had FDR done what Bush did, he would have asked Congress uh, to help, win, help him with a war on torpedoes. You know, because Bush called it a war on terror,
3: mm-hmm. right?
0: Like, what, what are you talking about? Well, yeah. let's let's kick this around. Um, you know, wasn't FDR really in cahoots with Churchill the entire time? I and mean, we were supplying mm-hmm. money, uh, as much resources. I mean, we even had guys over there fighting in the Battle of Britain. Oh. Yeah. We we had the flying tigers cooking like we we're doing against everything Japan. but fighting the war. That's right, mm-hmm. we we're doing everything except fighting the war against Germany and Japan already. So to some sounds extent, like, sounds like Ukraine, it, right? Oh, or, it was or Vietnam.
3: It was yeah.
2: we had we had lend-lease going big and, time yeah. with and, uh, with England.
0: And in some ways, Japan just sort of formalized it with this attack. Like it was no secret that we were at, we were in conflict with Japan. And you know, reading his speech there, it's like it's sort of disingenuous to say that we didn't think that Japan would ever do anything. I mean, we had all sorts of reasons to think they would, and we were right. fighting Japan right, uh, with our flying time. You know, it's like there was stuff going on. Right. That, uh,
2: which was a pre CIA operation. It was an OSS operation.
0: Yeah. And so it, it, the flying tigers, the FDR wanted that war and rightfully so, you know, I mean the Mm -hmm. world was in huge conflict. The United States Mm -hmm. needed to be involved. I think we were still gun shy from world war one and we were isolationists and reeling from the depression. And you know, it's like, we don't need this crap.
2: Little Columbus problems. So Claire Chenault, who headed up the flying tigers, right? Uh, I thought it was John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he headed up the Flying and Tigers, Patricia O'Neill, and <laughs> Patricia
0: O'Neill, Patricia O'Neill.
2: And then, and then mm-hmm. when the uh, and then when um, the, the the attack on Pearl Harbor uh, happened, they dissolved the Flying Tigers, and those guys were impressed into either the Army or the Marines. Oh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. They had a choice because the uh, the CIA, the OSS at the time, it was called the Oper- uh, the Office of Special Services. Yeah. And then that became the CIA. They dissolved that operation because, heck, now we're in open conflict. Yeah, so so, so, they yeah. turned that unit into an Army Air Corps, you know, unit. But
0: the coolest airplanes
2: of the war. <laughs> the P-47 the, or the, P-40, P-40 Warhawk. War, P-40 yeah. Warhawk. Yeah. With a shark's teeth on it. It, yeah. it wasn't
0: the most impressive, maneuverable plane. It was, I think yeah. it was sort of slow and cumbersome, but uh really yeah. cool-looking They
3: are cool-looking,
2: though, yeah. So it's that technically... uh, Claire Chenault... Uh, A lot of people, so he, he, uh, he maintained his CIA status Uh, during the war. He was a general, but then after the war, he went right back to being a spook and they operated down at Rickenbacker as uh, Air America during Vietnam War and Korea Mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. Little Columbus tie in there. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, with that, we can segue right into yeah. common sense Ohio.
2: So guys, I think we got to talk about this bombshell that went off on uh, December 7th of a different kind. Uh the Hunter Biden Yeah, been indicted. Indicted mm-hmm. nine counts of tax evasion uh and all of this was supposed to be swept under the rug by uh that um, <laughs> that uh, plea agreement that was rejected in DC by that uh, that uh, judge. Mm-hmm. I, I chunk or yeah. something like that. Uh, her last name, she, she, she's the hero in this along with the two IRS whistleblowers that brought all this out in public. And, and she, she basically told, uh, um, Abby Lowell, uh, Hunter's, uh, attorneys and David Weiss, the special counsel, uh, no, I can't, I can't approve this, uh, plea agreement.
0: So let's talk about what happens from here. You know, he's been indicted and, you know, there's lots of skepticism about this indictment because on the one hand, it's sort of, uh, it looks like there's some vindication for those who thought that he should be charged. On the other hand, what's really going to happen with it? And is it more of just a, a fall guy type of indictment? In other words, we can, we can just do this and then it'll lay the whole matter to rest. Right. It, you know, it, it I, I always try to put myself in this situation. If I got a call from the average guy who's been indicted on nine counts of tax evasion and failing to file returns, and et cetera, et cetera, usually what the government wants to know is where the hell's the money, what's the flow of the money, because whenever there's this kind of tax evasion, it's usually to shelter criminal money. You know, you're you're not only making the money and not filing taxes, but something else is going on. You know, where's the money going? What's uh, where did it end up? And I'll be very curious to see if anybody really cares, like who truly cares where the money went. Because if they, can, if they really want to follow the, the where it all ended up, it, I'm guessing it ends up in Biden's hand, Joe Biden's hands, daddy's hands, in some way, shape, or form. Through, you get some benefit from it, either yeah. uh, improvements here or uh, funding for something or a house or who knows what. But yeah. uh, I, I've read some books and I've read some articles on this, and uh, there's a pretty solid argument that that's what was going on. And uh, I'll be curious to see if the government really wants to know this, because then they would engage in proffers and uh, an investigation into this. Or is it just going to get whitewashed? He pleads guilty, uh, gets his, his probation, and that's that. Now, I it, it, we, the average Joe is not getting probation for
3: this, I don't think. I yeah, mean,
0: this is a prison case.
3: Yeah, from what I'm seeing, he's uh, Special Counsel David Weiss says he spent millions of dollars on an extravagant lifestyle.
0: Right, they're calling it extra- like hookers, drugs, and partying. So,
3: Human yeah. trafficking, I guess, even some of the
2: hookers were trafficked. Young women, so you wonder, Easy. you know, he might be getting into some human rights stuff. Yeah, here. I don't
0: know. So, look, I mean, look, I'm not going to discount human trafficking that it happens, but it's that that term gets, I think it tends to get overused. I mean, if you're, are the hookers actually kidnapped and trafficked or were yeah. they just hookers? I don't know. I Maybe. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yet. look, you would want to explore all that. Oh, yeah. You would want to proffer this, get him on, mm-hmm. get him at a table and say, what did you do? Where did the money go? Right. Tell us about Barisma. Tell us about this these links to China. Tell us about all this stuff. Because look, it's not just that this guy didn't file tax returns based on income. The income was premised upon like our enemies giving him money.
2: Yeah, clearly, like China giving him money clearly to influence uh, and, Joe.
0: And, and how did it, why did Barisma put him on the board to begin with to earn all this money? Exactly. And you know, it's it's not a secret here. So no. if they really want to dig into this, or is it just going to be a tax case? So. I, you know, we'll find so, out.
2: So there were negotiations with Abby Lowell to have Hunter testify in front of Congress? Well, I think that's that, the other thing. I think that's gone now. Well, he's going to Be- take the fifth. Yeah. He's going to, yeah, because yeah. there's a continuing legal—
0: But look, let's don't, don't overplay that card either because he still could have taken the fifth. You that's know, right. Whether he's charged or not. That's if, right. if Hunter Biden calls me and says— Hey, I need a criminal defense lawyer. I've been subpoenaed for Congress and they want me to come offer testimony under oath about income I earned in Burisma and China and how it all happened. And I'd be like, well, did did you pay tax on any of that money? Well, (laughs) 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 like, all right, you're not going to testify. You're going to take the fifth.
2: Yeah. 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 The um, Hmm. the, one interesting thing a week ago, I think it was that Comer, the other guy uh, that's uh, really uh, in Congress, uh, Representative Congressman Comer from... Kentucky, that's kind of leading the investigation into impeachment, he uh, produced a series of wires from the Chinese communists that um, had the beneficiary address for the wires as Joe Biden's house, not Hunter's. So, I, I mean... I, I, I think we're getting into some, some nitty-gritty here now. Hmm.
0: It, it just depends on what they're going to do. I mean, look, this is, a, this is a segue, an open door, if you will, to go investigate this stuff, yeah. to investigate the source of the money like why pray tell would anybody think that Hunter Biden is worth all this money to pay? Yeah. It's like, I can, it certainly doesn't appear that he has the skill set. Yeah, <laughs> that, right. Would, right. that would okay. warrant millions of dollars coming, funneling into his bank accounts, whether yeah. he pay tax on it or not. So yeah. you've got the pay to play problem. And then you've got the notion of where the money went. And I can't, it didn't all go to hookers, drugs and partying. There's going to oh, no. be money going elsewhere and they're going to actually find it yeah. or are they not going to find it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. right. His, uh, his computer that was found, the hard drive, says he had to pay his dad a certain percentage. Yeah, of 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 these wires.
0: His dad was part of breakfast meetings. His dad was part of like his dad golf like, tournaments. They were they were he was. There's a book on this I just read, and, and it's like he was part of all of this. Yeah, and it's not. And
2: he's denied ever meeting any of Hunter's sure. business. It's all park. BS.
0: I mean, it just flies. lies, flat just out flat lies, out. Mm. flat out, flat out pay to play lies. Yeah. Yep. And look, I, it doesn't even have to be that Joe Biden sold influence. Although it's ironic that the that he fired the prosecutor who was investigating Burisma at the time his son right. was involved,
2: leveraged U.S. tax dollars right and bragged about you, it to get Ukraine's but, own inspector general fired, but, who but, was looking into all this?
0: But leave that aside for a second. It, even the if you if the appearance that that could happen, I think is abhorrent enough. You know, so if if, yeah. if you're if my if I'm the president, my son is out there saying, "Well, look, you can uh, if you pay me all this," or like hinting around that since my dad's the president, that you, you might get some play out of this, right. and he's collecting money on it, and dad knows, right? I think there's an obligation there,
2: and I I think this also explains that why Obama did not support Biden for president because but, he, knew. Yeah. He, he knew he was he knew he was dirty, well, and he's like good, you good know. Point. I, I really prefer Hillary, you know, (laughs) know,
0: and, and imagine I always always try to flip these things, whether I'm coming at it from the left or if I'm coming at the right or, you know, we look, take a common sense, look at it. What would the, what would anybody say? Not just the, not just the Republicans, not just the Democrats, not just and the media, what would they say if it's, if it were Trump and his son?
2: Oh, Mm. come on.
0: What would they say? Oh yeah. Like how important would that influence peddling be then?
2: Exactly.
0: You know, right. Right. Right.
2: Because they had to make it up.
0: It would be off. They had to make it up. They had to make up out of the whole Russian collusion
2: thing that that Trump was interested in hotels or something over there. And it was all bullcrap. You know, it was all just all nonsense. All nonsense. Fabricated
0: Uh, by Hillary's campaign.
2: And they created almost item by item what happened in reality with the Bidens. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they tried to construct well, while
0: Biden was vice president. Right? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just fic- it wasn't just about the election. I mean, it was like he was yeah. vice president.
2: I mean, if they ever could get uh, Obama to to tell us what he knew and when he knew it, Obama
0: ain't talking. I can tell you. Well, I he-
2: think I think he knew, and that's why he did not uh, back Biden and tried to talk him out of running.
0: Yeah. And can you did. imagine
2: if they subpoena Obama on this?
0: Well, that'd be an interesting, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? it? Yeah. yeah. Sir, what's, I wonder what the executive privilege will look like at that point. I don't yeah. think
2: Obama would lie to protect Biden at this point. I think he would. because Why,
0: You think so? Yeah, I think he would because he's not just protecting Biden. He's protecting himself because well, if he this well, stuff going is going true, on and he doesn't point. stop it, he's the president.
2: Yeah. You're right. That, true. That's an excellent point. Yeah.
0: So he's got to mm. take the fifth mm. or lie. Wow. If he knew, I mean, who knows what he knew, but yeah. you know, there was all sorts of stuff going on. So, yeah, I mean, if it were reversed and Trump were if it were Trump and uh, and oh. uh, Trump Jr., yeah. yeah,
2: we'd be hearing about this twenty four seven. It would
0: day. be the it would be the that's uh, all people a would
2: daily be, uh, bombshell. Oh, yeah, right.
0: bombshell every morning yeah. on Facebook. Oh, bombshell, gosh. bombshell. Bernie well, and
2: Trump Trump. we saw what Fancy Nancy did with uh, Trump. Fancy Nancy, you know, she she, I mean, she got him impeached. Uh, you know, she got that second impeachment vote with absolutely no investigation or anything after January sixth. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and this was after he was out of office. Yeah. They impeached, which is why John Roberts, the Supreme Court Chief Justice, did not preside over the impeachment vote. He didn't even go down there because he, it was absurd. Mm-hmm. You're impeaching a guy who's out of office. What, like he said at the time, what is the
3: point of this?
2: You're going to throw a guy who's out of office, out of office. Right. <laughs> like,
3: you know. Right. Yeah. Oh my
2: so God. at least the Republicans this past week, uh, you got to give Speaker Johnson credit. They called for a vote whether or not to continue the investigation into impeachment. So it's not a vote to impeach Biden. But what they did this week was basically pass authorization, which Jordan said constitutionally is not required. But they didn't want to do what Nancy did. They didn't want to just rush to an impeachment they actually want to pass a piece of legislation that says we're going to officially investigate this
0: meanwhile this week we had the latest republican debate which again it's i didn't even know i didn't even know there was a debate it's like I, that's how, that's how insignificant it seemed are now. you
2: going to the budget yeah because there was a big news the, re, the republicans capitulated again
0: yeah, on, well, on, no, no, on no. The, I was talking about the the actual candidates for Republicans, the Republican oh, you know, candidates for presidents. For oh, 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 yeah, yeah the yeah. debate, right. So right, we've right. got, you know, along these lines, you've got these, like, Pelosi going after Trump. And uh, if you—I'll tie all this together in a second. So if you look, Bill—did anybody watch Bill Burr on Jimmy Kimmel? Yes. So Bill Burr just tees off on Jimmy Kim, Kimmel. On Kimmel,
2: yeah. Called him an idiot.
0: Called him an idiot and say, you— uh, you uh <clears throat> You uh, Democrats, you're going after Trump. like you, You've basically created a martyr out of him, and yes. you, you've kept him alive and all this stuff. And Kimmel's like, what if we wouldn't have? Yeah, and, and Bill Burr basically says, uh, because of you guys going after him, literally from the grave or when he's in right. the grave, yeah. like you've given him second life. And so we have right. this Republican debate where Trump is the leading candidate by by a huge measure. He's not 30, even on the
2: stage. 30%, 40%
0: and
3: above Oh uh, Haley,
0: and he's not even on the on the it's, podium debating
3: anybody. So they're <laughs> debate they're debating to become vice president,
0: <laughs> right, basically. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Or ma- maybe not even that. You know, I think maybe it, not. Yeah, I think people say hands down, DeSantis won. DeSantis, ah. uh, there's something about him that people don't like, whatever that is. But you know, at least he's got a true conservative ideology. Um, but it's really all for
2: naught. Yeah,
0: you know, Trump's Trump is going to get the nomination, and who I, I, I can't even in my head fathom how this is all going to unfold.
2: So, you know what it is that people don't like about DeSantis? He's just not entertaining. And I, I think American culture hmm. has gotten yeah. to the point.
0: More of an operations guy. Well, we
2: we elect people like Bill Clinton, right? He was entertaining. Yeah, lots I of mean, charisma. Yeah, yeah. Lots of well, Obama, he, lots he, of charisma. And he had this crazy Trump, past. lots of charisma. Yeah. Smoked pot, you know, had all the hot chicks, a little side affair you know, and all this, you know, in the big drama, I'm not Tammy Wynette standing by my man and I'm not making cookie. You know, he had the spurned wife mm-hmm. and, and America just loves that kind of stuff. It was like Jerry Springer.
0: Well, it was like the dawn of reality TV yeah. and all this stuff was going on. And
2: then we elect the guy who says you're fired, right? You know, the, right. the apprentice guy. And it just goes to show you, I, I don't know if you go back to Ronald Reagan or where you go with this, but it seems like well, and then Jesse Ventura gets elected governor of Minnesota. I mean, it's like we've become a celebrity, like, like politics is celebrity melded you know together. I think that
3: mark in time is probably about right about Reagan. Because if yeah. you think about it, because my mind's going to media is cultivating this. I, I, think, I right. think you're right. And yeah, right. media became much more up front yes. in the 80s. Yes. If you think about it, because, okay, it let's, go, let's, to let's go back. It started to become CNN, C-SPAN. Exactly. Let's and go, Reagan had that weekly Let's go prior to Reagan. General election. presidents weren't. That much of a personality, a personality, a cult of personality. Well, they nobody, weren't. nobody ever heard Lincoln talk or unless you, might, you went to a debate. Right. Or
0: you might go back to the like maybe the dawn of it was the Kennedy Nixon debate. Yeah, it was okay. the first one that was for sure. It was,
3: but it sort of it had but its it, moments in time. But it yeah. wasn't.
0: It wasn't like this ubiquitous media Constant. all the time, right. exactly. all the time, all the time crawling up their backside. But even after you know Kennedy, the media knew enough to to not crawl up his backside about yes. all the affairs and all the crazy stuff right. he was doing.
2: And they played up the PT-109 thing. Right. The, you know, so the media propped really, him up. It, he, let's face it. He effed up. He had his boat cut in half. Right. By a Japanese cruiser, right. Like, look, you like can't he's... blame him.
0: I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I get it. It's yeah. like everybody makes mistakes, but they made him a war hero.
2: Yeah, they, right. they right. were gonna, they were gonna, you know, court martial him. Yeah,
0: but it's uh
2: and FDR jumped and they, in and said, "No, you, you can't do this to Joe's son." I mean, yeah, right.
0: and you can't. It, it, they they laid off him when he was like having obvious affairs in the White House. Right, I mean, right? And then Bill Clinton comes along, and, and it's all there. there boom, that's
3: all there. That's is. all
2: there is. And America's he's scooping it up, yeah. like like you know, it, the public opinion was not to impeach him. the The Republican House, like you know, they, yeah, they that was an extreme thing for them to do.
0: They got uh, the, the Republicans got way out over their skis on
2: that. Right? Way out mm-hmm. over their skis because people. People did not look at it as a civil rights violation of Paula Jones's, uh, you know, because he lied in a deposition. So, you know, uh, American people didn't look at that like that. They just thought the Republicans are mad because he had sex outside of marriage. It
0: wasn't the issue itself. Yeah. but they just loved Bill Clinton. They did. So if the same, if Donald Trump did the same thing, he would be skewered for it. If Donald Trump did what Biden did and his son did, he'd be skewered for it. It's really about where the popularity contest, who's winning the popularity who, who contest, who gets what pass. And I really, it's am. more about left and right. <laughs> I hate to say it, but the no, Dems, it kind of is, though. If you yeah. think about the it, the Dems control the media, and at least they did back in those days for yeah. sure. Yeah. Now, now shows like ours and other sort of alternative sources are coming through. Where that that was a huge threat and I think that's yeah. that's in large part why Trump gets elected you know there was like these alternative media sources that, that sort of have been growing and yeah. and now it's dangerous and maybe this ties in a little bit to why uh, the government is so interested in censorship of social yeah. media and and controlling these messages boy and
2: Elon really blew that up a year ago. I mean, I mean, well,
0: last week at the conference, did you hear him talk? Well, I think we talked about this last week.
2: Yeah. But, you know, I mean, the idea that Twitter is now an open platform once again. Well, that's right. Gigantic. Know, it's gigantic.
0: It's yeah. gigantic. So Trump wins the election, I think, because of social media and in large part because of social media. Yes. You know, like yeah. he like Kennedy years before right. uh, realized that that's a huge, powerful uh, weapon that yeah. you can wield in your campaign. And just, and Kennedy would did that with the TV. You know, he looked good. He was, he was smooth. Yeah. And, uh, there's Nixon on stage sweating like a racehorse. And, you know, it's like, yeah. It was, uh, all those things were, uh, sort of tied into Kennedy. Like he took advantage of that. And Trump did the same thing. Social media, like he, like he understood the power of that. Steve, a common and, guy, who and there was are, involved in
2: that. There are so many other examples of this, too. You know, uh, Schwarzenegger becoming a two term governor of California. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, uh, Clint Eastwood, even was mayor of uh, Monterey, I think mm-hmm. it was. And uh, so there were a lot of people, a lot of celebrities. I think Matthew McConaughey is talking about running for governor of Texas.
0: Yeah, I but mean, he's they, screwing they, up. He's like, his message well, on guns is
2: bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but you know what I'm saying, yeah. like uh, like like Brett said that well the, Reagan, right? Let's we'll talk about Reagan. The real melding quick. Of, of, of celebrity culture with politics is now so firmly established yeah. that yeah. Uh, you know, I'm yeah. Now, I mean
0: Reagan, an actor, uh, becomes and that, president,
2: and that GE theater that the G- would, that's right so, every week into Americans' homes about the the beauty of America and American history, and he would tell a story.
0: And he just had that delivery.
3: He yeah. did. And he had the voice. That was that was Grandpa on yeah. the camera. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was that fireside chat feel. It him. hunkers. It, it just hung. did. I it remember harken, that. It
2: harkens back to exactly. It just does the fireside and chat. So
3: I think the first
0: party that sort of finds that candidate is going to win, and I, I don't think it's Trump anymore, and I, it's certainly not Biden. Um,
2: and and and, see, Ron, and so in my opinion, it's the, not DeSantis. Well, which the reason saying, DeSantis is he, If, if we were a hundred years ago and DeSantis was running against Abe Lincoln, like he'd have a chance because you'd look at his policies in the newspaper and you'd just read about him. But on stage, he's just boring Yeah, he's just, because he's a policy wonk guy.
0: And his voice is sort of, sounds sort of whiny Yeah, at times. And I, you know, I don't think he is whining, but it's like, it's all the delivery.
2: Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's mm. all that delivery. So yeah. an actor could do a phenomenal job, but it's all bullshit. That's right. DeSantis does a phenomenal job, but he can't act it.
2: Well said. You know. And, yeah. And that's yeah. That's, that's it. sad. That, Who wins and loses it. because right. of that? Though that's My it God. in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, you, the, he's should the guy. Charge,
2: you should charge a thousand dollars an hour to be a political <laughs> consultant.
0: He's your COO. It. He's your chief operations yeah. officer. He gets things done, and, and he does it efficiently. And his instinct is is great. Uh, you know, just look at Florida. His debate against uh, what's his name, uh, Gavin Newsom. Like oh. He just dismantled Newsom. He dismantled him, and right. he just did, he didn't do it because he's a great orator. He did it because his policies were good, and yeah. and and Newsom's were bad.
2: Yeah. By the way, I talked to your father-in-law, Gavin. I mean, that was a beautiful. I mean, he had so many little beautiful moves. They they were right? great, you know. And Gavin was just there with his hair gel and in you know, the. Great smile of his. And he's just bullcrapping his way through Mm. the whole thing. Total
0: BS. (laughs) (laughs) Everything he said was BS.
2: It was (laughs) all BS. (laughs) Uh,
3: Uh,
2: I think we need to also talk about this latest Republican uh, Congress uh, reaction to the testimony up on the Hill uh, by uh, the Ivy League presidents about their hate speech codes. Now, I hate hate speech codes, right? So— I well, mean, a, we
0: should talk about that. Why but, do you hate hate speech codes?
2: Well, if you're going to have a hate speech code, apply it. You know, but a
0: hate speech code evenly. implicitly is censorship. Yes, it is implicitly right by its right. very so, nature. Right. It's, I'm totally Orwellian censorship.
2: Totally against hate hate speech codes. But when the Ivy League presidents, MIT, Harvard, and uh, what was yeah, uh, UPenn, when they go up on the hill. And they say, yeah, we have a hate speech code and we apply that against like the Klan and neo-Nazis. And basically, you know, if, if they say something about black fraternity sisters, you know, that they're Buffaloes, you know, we'll close down those fraternities. We'll, we'll drive those people off of campus. And I'm like, yeah, those are really ugly things. And I guess if you're going to have a hate speech code, Please do me, even though I'm against the code, but at least do me the courtesy of applying it evenly. So when when Hamas protesters get on campus and they say, kill all the Jews, <laughs> they won't call that hate speech. And the reason is, according to the three people who testified, the presidents of these Ivy Leagues, they say because it hasn't been turned into action we don't do anything until there's action. Well, wait a minute. That's not true. If you, if you say something about women or blacks or uh, you know other minorities, uh, then you you do take action. But curiously, when when it's about Jews, uh, <laughs> you don't. And and so the hypocrisy of that is is well, on full display. It's inherently
0: spot. it's inherently censorship, right? Yes. And, right, and content-based censorship. That's right. So, hate speech is now judged by the eyes of the beholder on what is offensive and what isn't offensive. Right. And you know, not even not even the eyes of the alleged victim to the offensive speech, but the beholder of the law. You know, so if a, a university thinks, well, this is offensive to uh, Muslims, so that's going to be hate speech. But we don't. We agree that this isn't offen- or that uh, we agree with this content about the Jews. So that's not hate speech. And we're not going to enforce it that way
3: because that's what it comes off saying. That's right. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's that, that that same mindset of you're allowed to yell or you can yell fire in a movie theater, but you will have repercussions for doing it. Yeah, well, that's right. So, so you, you let them speak, but there may be repercussions. But like you said, level playing field.
2: Yeah, I, a direct threat, like if you yeah. threaten the president, a, a direct threat on somebody's life is illegal. Properly so. Sure. Okay. But, uh, so if you say, I'm for a genocide of all blacks, or all Spanish people, or all this, or all that, or the Houthis and the Tutus. That are, is protected speech. Protected. protected speech. That's protected speech. That's protected speech. But somehow, if you say, you know... Um, Look, uh,
0: kill uh, all the Jews. Kill all the Jews. Is protected speech. It is. Kill all the Muslims. It is. is. protected yes, speech. Yes, it is. Right, right. Put a menorah up. It's protected
2: speech. But if you say, I... I'm going to take this gun down to the campus and shoot people. That's not protected speech. Well, it's that's a direct threat.
0: It's if it's a direct threat, you can regulate that that's and right. you can act on it. You can but but on it. voicing political positions is the very heart of free speech. Right. Political free speech has to be open. And it
3: can't be censored. And if you don't let it be open, guess where it goes? As we talked about before, it goes in the dark. It goes in the dark. And we never so, hear it, and it gets. And then we are, then where we're the surprised. Bacteria grows. Right? Yeah. Then so, we're surprised that something happens bad because well, we didn't let them speak it out in right. in the open. Right. So
2: the the hypocrisy of these speech codes is is being brought out now, and I think the UPenn president, her board or his, I I forget if it's a man or woman but the president of upenn based on the testimony this past week is getting fired hmm. because the board at, at penn is like well wait a minute if we're going to have a speech code which we all three think there shouldn't even be one but if we're going to have one you have to apply it equally yeah. if you call for a genocide of one group of people and 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 that's bad and you get you get kicked off of campus or you're you you know as a student you're you're told you can't you can't matriculate here and you're kicked out, but other genocides, it's okay to promote those. Well, wait a minute,
0: you know. Right. So the, the hallmark, the couple of things we should talk about. First of all, if, it, if we're talking about private campuses, so private universities, it's a different standard, right? So right. this like Harvard's sure. private, like Harvard's private. Sure. So the when we're talking about freedom of speech, we have to identify we're talking about uh, government uh, action that would hinder your right or that would somehow censor your speech. So the government can't. Uh, act a private person in theory can. Uh, yeah. There's some. There might be some private causes of action that you have or civil yeah. actions, but it's not the First Amendment, right? Right. So right. when the government acts and censors speech, now we have a First Amendment problem. So that's government action. And so when we're talking about these private universities and we're having hearings on it, you know, it's it's just. I think they're just trying to bring topics to the forefront for discussion. Yeah. But when they're talking about the government acting. Uh, to limit free speech on, on, say, public university campuses like at Ohio State or somewhere else. Yeah, Michigan. Now we have a problem. Now we have a First Amendment problem. And sooner or later, that's going to sort of matriculate up to the U.S. Supreme Court on some of these issues, and they're going to they're gonna have to do something mm-hmm. about it.
2: Yeah, true. true. Uh, similar situation in testimony um, by this lady who runs—it's an abortion organization, but they call themselves the National Women's Law Center— and she got herself into a, a, a problem with uh, um, Stephanik, uh, Elena, I th- is it Elena? Stefanic, uh, congresswoman from New York, who asked her 10 times, <laughs> 10 different ways, could not get her to answer why men, <laughs> she basically took the uh, Katanji jackson brown uh, uh, defense and said, I'm not a scientist. I can't decide what a woman and a man are. Uh, and, and, and basically, this was about women in sports. Riley Gaines is sitting right next to this lady at the, at the table before Congress. And this lady from the National Women's Law Center is saying that there is a whole range of genders. It's not just two. And that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a spectrum, right? Right. And, and that you, to admit men can't play in women's sports is to somehow admit that men are predominantly stronger, more physically capable in the sporting realm. And she just wasn't going to go there. So, um, you know, I, it, it, it just brought out in very clear terms with her testimony that, uh, that they're insane. I mean, they're just. They're, 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 they're just <laughs> so, I mean, you've
0: got. Funny. I thought there was going to be some like. uh, You got
2: a female congressman asking another female, "What is a woman?" And she's basically saying, "I don't know. I'm not a scientist."
3: Yeah, it's it's. I, but, but I look you at myself had, in the mirror naked every morning, and well, I, can't, I can't.
2: Well, hold I can't tell, on. You yeah. had the National Women's Law Center, so now you represent men, I
3: guess. Yeah, it's right. it's
0: uh, like you said. It's it's just utter insanity. Wow. Just, just utter complete insanity. Yeah,
3: I, I was uh, I'm a, 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 a judge uh, for this organization to listen to podcasts and um, listen to content, you know, holistically, sound and that sort of thing. But there's there's one. It was a DEI podcast. I forget the name of it. Doesn't matter. But the the, the guest is a well-known author in that world of DEI and was talking about her son. And she made the comment that, well, my son, well, at least that's what he calls himself right now,
2: six-year-old.
3: Oh, wow. Wow. My six-year-old uh, son, I should say, what he is right now. And I don't – so This i child abuse. So I'm thinking about wow. the, what, what – okay, so she says that. Yeah. So where is her mind? So is her mind that she's open to maybe her son might change? Okay. 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 He's or six. Or, I know. Or is she predominantly thinking – I am going to help him make sure that he has all the opportunities and choices because I'm I'm just such a DEI person. I have to be the forefront.
0: I'm going to go a different direction completely. Uh, I don't know. It is, it is nothing more than a virtue signaling cry about how awesome I am because I – That was another
3: piece of it. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like, well, I don't know what he is yet. Of course you do. He's got a little penis.
3: I I, I just
2: honest it. He's got a little penis.
3: Nothing. Go back
2: to his birth certificate and see what the doctor. He's a a freaking boy.
0: But instead, they instead they play along with the charade that the emperor actually has clothes on. And the problem with that is that eventually you're teaching that to the next generation. To and you're, you're look. We all know we have we have inherent common sense, but. You're teaching your next generation to ignore your common sense and instead follow this doctrine of ideals. Yeah. And remember, I think we talked about this once before. It's like you've got this, instead of figuring stuff out and using your common sense and doing it the hard way, people just ascribe to some set of values that go along with the political position. Yes. And I think this is happening on both sides, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. particularly on the left, it's like, oh, you have to believe that uh, boys can be girls and girls can be boys, that gender is fluid, you have to believe that, check. You have to believe in, you know... Uh, abortion. abortion. I mean, they have check. a whole list. You have to believe that it's a fetus, not a real right. baby, even right. though you can see it in the <laughs> with a 3D uh, mm-hmm. uh, ultrasound, that it's a clearly a small little baby in there. But, oh, it's just a fetus, and you can kill it uh, because it's not really a human. You know, you check, you know, and, right. and look, I don't care if you actually believe those things, but at least give it a a fair shake. You know, get, be able to articulate the position instead of just checking boxes. And it sounds like this person is just checking a diversity, equity, and inclusion box by saying, yeah. Well, you know, my son, now we don't know what he is yet. Of course, you fucking know what he is. He's right. a boy. Well, and just, and just
3: how she said it, too, is like my son. and like She backpedaled very quickly. Right, because she is like, she whoa, 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 whoa. tipping in the head. Uh, uh, right. At least we're now or right. whatever. Way the it, virtue it, flag. Uh, yeah, it just yeah. really hit me. And I even spoke out loud at the, at the car stereo. I'm like, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Right. Right. It's stupid. At least let's- It is stupid. Are you directing his life? Are you going to let his life happen? It's like, I feel bad for the six-year-old son, quite frankly.
0: And and it's even, it's sort of devastatingly worse because it's not that she, I don't think she actually believes this. I really don't in her heart of hearts. I wonder. But she says that she does and she's going to act as if she does. And that means that she's not going to raise her kid in a way that he should be raised. And, you know, so if you, if you tell your son he can be a girl, well, guess what? Don't be surprised when he thinks he's a girl,
2: right? You know, yeah. yeah. Don't be surprised, right? Because right. you're conditioning. If you right. tell your kids yes. he, can psycho, fly, yeah, he can fly, it's psychological conditioning. Yeah.
0: If you tell your kid he can fly and jump off the top of
3: the of the house, well, he'll, he'll do it. Right. And, 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 well, let's even be more real, realistic. Because he loves let's, his mother and he trusts his right. mother. Right. Yeah. So let's say the six year old boy and, and and the dads that are overpowering and wants our kids to play sports and wants to be that football hero. It's like and you keep telling your kid, yeah, you're going to be great in football. You're going to be great in football. You're raising this unrealistic standard.
0: Yeah. Right. You can go too far the other way.
3: So oh, sure. so it's the same. It, put it's, it, the you know, it's, it's the same. It's the same thing. It yeah. is. Yeah. The
2: healthy families are in the middle. Right. Right? Yeah. They're not extreme. Look, there yeah.
0: are boundaries. You know, yeah. here's what you can do, kid. Right. And if you cross this line, right. there's a problem. Right. Right. And Whatever you know, that is. Right. You know, at different ages, those are different things.
3: Right. And it's... and, and, like and you're not you're, walking out in the street and playing. And you're missing this fantastic journey, watching your kids grow up and learn it on their own within and the boundaries it. that you've created. It, it, right? you, so it's, it, it, it's just a, it's a great journey. So as a father
2: yeah. of two boys, I mean, I raised my sons to have deep respect for the opposite sex, mm-hmm. right? You open doors, never hit a girl or a woman. Net, no physical, violence of any kind, no implied violence, no threats. You're, you're to treat women with the utmost of respect, even more so than men. Right. Mm -hmm. So all those same things are true about men, but I emphasized, you know, in, in the culture of my household, that women were to get a little bit more, uh, you know, uh,
0: you're raising Special women up on treatment. a little
2: higher pedestal, right? That's to, right?
0: So, and this is the criticism. There's been backlash against this. This is chivalry, basically, is which is terrible teaching. that there's backlash. And it's right? not to say that women are less capable. It's they're more deserving. You know, it's like if you treat them with res- if this kind of respect as a man. You're showing them that you that there is something about you as a man. It's not them as a woman. You're, you're and it's right. it's totally right. misinterpreted.
3: Right. That's right. Um, right. That's right. The
0: other way, and it's. Uh, I was raised that way. Yeah. You know, my my grandmother. I remember my one of my first dates. She said, "You be sure to open up the door for her." Right. And you know, and right. I did. Yeah. And she said, "Make sure you clean the car up before you pick up that girl." You and know. By and by the way,
2: you're paying for the date. By the way, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right.
0: That's right. So, mom can I have money, so I can pay for this day. Yes, you know, it's like
2: right. <laughs> you, know, it and that's, right. uh, you show up at prom, you've got flowers in your hand. You know, you have got it. You know, a now once broke. you marry him, you can do whatever you want. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, but see, that would tend to lead to, in general, you know, not every case, of course, because we're at fifty percent divorced. But uh, you know, in traditional society, the deference that you gave women often led to a more, um, you know, healthy household, stable, stable household, household. stable household. Right, right.
0: It's not, it's not that you're relegating women to a certain role. It's that you respect that role even more, Right. you know, it's like, because guys can't do it. Yeah. They're not the life,
2: well. they're the life <laughs> givers. Neither. as well. They're the, they're the ones that bear the children for nine months that, you know, so you, you look at, you look at women as so special in in that regard, and for women to throw that away, it blows. Well, me no, no, and it fight back,
0: and, and instead, of, like they fight back, and they're going to say, "Well, we, if men can do it, we can do it." But then they typically, like the, they're choosing like the worst part of manhood, you know, yeah. the, the kind that go out and philander around and and exactly. um, and uh, and we have the and, this and of, drink and party and have sex
2: with whoever they want, and it's we like, have the those spate the of- the worst qualities of right. manhood, yes and right. and we have women we don't
3: advocate those qualities no of, of course not. You know, right. I mean, well not. and we have
2: yeah. we, we now have a lot of young women it, there's this weird cultural thing that's going on with teachers I, I guess you've seen it in the news where like they're behaving like cads like like the men used to trying to be predators on on young boys now and you're like why are they imitating it's the worst awful form of, male of like, behavior
0: They're they're choosing the worst male behavior to imitate because the best male behavior uh, is... Would never do that. The best male behavior respects them as a woman who they are, right? So you can't... Somehow there's a juxtaposition there.
2: We had Sergeant Steven here, and he said one of the best things he ever did was uh, uh, be a volunteer coach for a girls' high school uh, basketball team, right? Well, now you're a creep if you want to do that. Like, you know, you're immediately under suspicion.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's
2: terrible what's happened. We
0: are in bizarro land. We're in bizarro Nothing land. makes sense anymore.
2: No. Yeah. Um, funny thing, so Mayor Ginther here, mayor of uh, Columbus, Ohio, uh, they outlawed menthol cigarettes, which I didn't know this. This is how dumb I am, but I didn't know menthol cigarettes were predominantly being consumed by uh, blacks. I, I, I saw
3: that too. I didn't realize. Didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Always, I just didn't know. Yeah, that I just didn't I mean, know
2: that. Not being a smoker, I didn't, I didn't know that. Didn't you know, like cools and and menthol uh, oh, yeah. flavored. Somehow
0: that was that became part of black culture. Yeah, but but camels became part of white culture. You know, it's like, yeah. It, it doesn't. Uh, I don't. Yeah.
2: I don't know why, but. So, but it's funny. I, it's, I think camels became a thing. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, well the Marlboro st- Man, especially, you know, Marlboro, they would, they, right. That, Marlboro oh Man, right? Marlboro Reds. Yeah. Well, they would stick camels into uh, going back to World War II, right? You know, they put them into sure. sea rats, mm. you know. Um, sure. But what's kind of funny is the Biden Health and Human Services uh, was going to have a regulation they were promulgating. To ban uh, flavors in cigarettes federally, right? So they were going to do federally what Ginther and his gang have done here in Columbus, and they decided, probably wisely, uh, especially with a re-election coming up, that um, yeah, you know, maybe our idea of protecting African American communities from menthol cigarettes, uh, you know, comes from some good part of our heart that we want to prevent cancer, uh, in that population, but we're really going to piss off a bunch yeah. of, of black smokers well, look, because you're taking kinda, away
3: something well, that I you're love. You're too
0: dumb to choose.
3: You're what too, that's what you, what, it. Right. Yeah. You're that's too the message. dumb. We
0: need, we're, we right. need to take care of you. And that's been that attitude. That's right. All at well, Going back to LBJ, right. That's well, that attitude. What, well, we they can, call
2: it the plantation attitude. Yeah. Right? It's Just
0: like, mm-hmm. we know better for you. Right, and you know that's how it is. You're too dumb um, we're to gonna make step this back decision. And we're going to help you. And we knew it's like screw off. You know, yeah, like right. hey, look, I know what to smoke if I want to smoke. Just
2: leave right. me alone. So somebody, I guess, in the Biden campaign probably told the Biden White House, "Yeah, you, you don't want to do this. right Bad now. message. Yeah, <laughs> bad yeah, message. <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah, exactly. a,
3: probably a bad idea. I mean,
0: how how patronizing and condescending is that? Right, right
3: at its core. I wanted to um, give a shout out to Senator Paul or Ann Paul, I should say. Mm. So I'm going to go back on my soapbox. I mean, it, I, I've talked about this a little bit, that you know my history in this journey has been radio. I've been in radio before going into podcasting for like over 30 years. So um, just this past week, Senator Ted Cruz, Edward Markey, and Ben Ray Lujan, I'm going to say. That's how you pronounce his name. He's from a uh, Democrat from New Mexico. Went to the Senate floor this week seeking to pass a bipartisan, bicameral AM radio for every vehicle act.
0: Oh, yeah. We talked about okay, this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So they, they, they rushed her on the floor. This bill, was, which was approved by the Senate Commerce Committee earlier this year, was on the verge of Senate passage before being objected by solely, solely by Senator Rand Paul. So this is a quote from Senator Cruz. AM radio is something that is widely enjoyed by Americans across this country. Over 80, 80 million Americans listen to AM radio every month. They rely on it. And he says, if "You're going to piss my people off in Texas." I mean, that, they're, this is huge. I mean, this is something we well, got to do. Can't they just
0: go buy an AM radio?
3: Yeah. So they're saying, you know, the the car manufacturers are saying we can't. AM radio is just not working in our cars now because of all the le- electrical stuff, that sort of thing. And there were mm-hmm. five or six manufacturers saying we're we're just going to eliminate AM radio completely. Well, that's where the NAB National Association of Broadcasters got in and "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! You, you're you're going to kill the AM industry." Well, um, Cruz was on. You know, I'm. I'm just glad that Senator Rand Paul was the lone going. No, we're not going to do this. Cruz then called for the bill to be passed by unanimous consent, a process in which it only takes the objection of one senator for the request to be rejected. That objection came from Senator Paul, who during his floor time argued that this isn't the government's role to mandate what technology automakers include in their vehicles. Good for him. Totally.
0: Yeah. Okay, so historically— and, and you're coming at this from somebody who, in, in theory, I, your history is support radio.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, so granted, we, if we three get in our cars and tune in an AM radio station, it sounds like shit. Mm. It does. I, I'm not going to choose to listen to an AM station. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. I'm just not going to. That, yeah. that ship has sailed. It, back in the 80s, we had the opportunity to, to implement, and I'm glad it didn't happen. It was back down to we chose. It was two AM stereo Systems hmm. and the government said the FCC said, nah, we'll let the we'll let the buyers decide, let the market figure it out." And it died. Yeah, so it didn't happen. If you listen to an AM station, I, let's just say across Ohio, I guarantee there is very little local programming on that station. Yeah, very little.
0: Yeah, AM radio is. Uh, there's more local. A dinosaur. There's
3: more, more local programming on the local FM stations than there is on an AM station because it's all yeah, syndicated. it's
0: syndicated. Classic government intervention based upon lobbying groups and money. So and, it, poli- and, and politics and and, and and yet another right. administrative cons- agency.
2: Conservative cramming cons- down rules on people. Conservative radios largely on AM.
3: But mostly, look, yeah. but but at least, I mean, but at I mean, this. just here in
0: the background, like you're going to a weird jewel.
2: Target, this, this is targeted in some ways. Yeah. That this whole battle is targeted against conservative radio.
3: A little bit, but it, you did have both sides of the aisle. Everybody was saying yes to this, though. But I think for the wrong reasons. I, I, I agree with, with Senator inherently. Paul. That's like yes, government step the hell out of this. Yeah, you that's if a manufacturer another, does not want to put an AM. If radio enough receiver. consumers
2: tell Ford Motor Company, I want AM radio. They'll they're, get it. They're going to put, put it back, back in. Or
0: back guess in. what? Now we have an opportunity. So if somebody wants to develop. A little modular device that you can sell, yep. that you can stick on your dashboard, right. that will get AM reception. Right. Well, then go make a million dollars maybe that. pick
3: it up better. Maybe like, pick it up like better, an, right. it, Like like um, Spotify does, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, Make
0: it like XF. Remember those yeah. devices weren't in right. cars yet, so they yeah. sold that separately. Right? Yeah. We'll just do that. Well,
3: and and you know, this whole legislation is way past the party anyway. Because- can I get
0: AM radio on my phone?
3: No, well, you can. You could stream it. I you can stream, stream through, through yeah, an absolutely. app. Be yeah, the you, next can, thing that happens, you can. You right. can get it. Yeah, I mean, that's parting in regards to th- this whole mindset of that we got to control that entertainment dash has long gone. Oh my! Or, for the past ten years, that dash has turned into a streaming uh, dash. Yeah. But, that but good the, for the, the, Rand Paul. Oh, for sure. To yeah.
0: recognize that it's not the it's not the specific thing that you're trying to regulate, whether you agree with that or not. Right. It's the lever of power you're exercising. By implementing that regulation, so when the government takes a lever of power and forces a private industry to do something, it's bad.
2: Yes. and re- it shows you it's, it, it's a It's a window into how Rand Paul calculates.
0: Things. He's, he's a classic libertarian
2: because he knows AM radio is where a large part of his base is supporting him.
0: Yet he is voting. Yet against he's that. voting
2: against. Compelling because AM his, radio because
0: his belief structure is such that
2: let the market decide. government
0: is way way out of bounds yeah. trying to regulate right. that yeah. right
3: yeah exactly but uh, anyway that it was it's a, a beautiful good for, good for example him. I think it is it's I a beautiful it's, it's, example it's, you know, of standing by your principles
2: under. rather than uh, doing what's politically expedient right exactly exactly but anyway
3: yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it's sort of, it's it's a it's a it's a paradox for free speech right so yeah. what you have yeah. is like. You yeah. have to permit the speech even though you disagree with it. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he has to vote no to that even though he agrees with the ultimate but, outcome. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Or, or, or the ultimate outcome might benefit him. Right.
2: Right. Well, this feeds into a, a story uh, somewhat about automotive surveillance. You know, like Tesla Model 3s have uh, eight external cameras and a mobile eye, an interior camera that uh, watches the driver and the occupants. And then transmits all this data back home to uh, the mothership for all kinds of
3: marketing and supposed yeah, no research. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the quote. I've, I know he was interviewed a while back. And this is uh, all? This because is all? it's not about manufacturing a car. It's about the information taken yeah. from the car time. to yeah. market. That's what it's all about. So traffic
2: cameras yeah. now are back on. You know, we, we thought we beat those back with the ACLU, believe it or not. Twenty years ago, now t- robo cams uh, are wanting to come back because they're saying the the old arguments about you couldn't identify who the driver was, you know. Hmm. Uh, well, that's being taken care of because now we have cameras in the car, so it tattles on the driver. Yeah. And we're like, Dismantled not not right. only should we ticket people that are speeding that we can detect with the uh, robo cams, but but we should also introduce technology into the cars. Just to, to not let them speed. Well, here,
0: look. here's, look, having <laughs> So when practice, you put your
2: foot down, it only goes to 55 or whatever the speed limit is on that road yeah. and no higher.
0: As somebody who's practiced criminal defense for almost 30 years now, 29 years, it's, it's dawned to me. I don't know where in my career I realized this, but you, we have the capacity in our society to eliminate all crime or at least 99.999% of crime.
2: I remember you saying death penalty for everything. (laughs) It's
0: really easy. You just put jackboots on the ground. You put a guy with a machine gun on every single corner who is employed by the government to stop every single criminal action. And when they do catch criminal action, you execute the person on the spot. (laughs) Right, you would eliminate all crime except for the government's crime. Right. Except Mm -hmm. for the government's crime. You could have a completely safe society Except for that little twist that the government could be corrupt, and soon they're going to turn those guns on you, the innocent person, to implement their ideals. Right, and that's what happened in. That's what Stalin did. That's what Hitler did. That's what Mussolini did. And that's what will happen if we permit this. You, you've got to check this stuff incrementally. Otherwise, it, yeah. you're going to wake up one day and Big Brother's watching.
2: It's a, it's a pathway. And, and, and the 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 other thing that's happening that's driving this is the minority report or what they call predictive policing uh thing. Uh that that movie, you know, that had uh Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and, yeah, and the, I, I the, forget who wrote the book. It, it, was it the same guy who wrote uh
0: sort of this dystopian
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. that the Japanese government and the Chinese communist governments have both rolled this out and the the Chicom's are actually pushing the technology globally to other like they're selling this technology to other countries or marketing the idea that you can monitor social media you can put cameras up in public spaces and look at the number of times people blink or the way their eyes move or whatever and you can know who's going to shoplift or murder or rape or whatever or, you know, shoot President Abe, which, you know, they assassinated the former president of Japan. You can you can get ahead of the crime before it has occurred and go arrest that person.
0: Well look, this is the mm. same argument we make oh against my God. this is the same argument I make against uh communism and socialism. Like we can let's presume that the person that you instill in that position to monitor these things is a saint is maybe Christ himself will never be uh, corrupt. will always implement all of this with the utmost uh, fairness. What about the guy next time?
2: Yeah. Right. Right.
0: Because everybody's like, well, this is great. We could just stop all the crime. Yeah. Except when the government gets corrupt. Now they take that technology and they turn it against you in a corrupt way.
2: It's AI. And if you don't think that could happen,
0: then just look at how they're targeting. Look at, look, there's political targets with Donald Trump is one of them. And, you know, they're going to turn around and the Biden campaign is going to claim that he's a political target. Like well, The government wields its power. Well, against and if you drivers. can
3: create technology to do this, you can all you're opening the door is to create technology that just that it goes against it. So right. if you're having something that monitors eye movement, let's put it that way, right. there's going to be something that comes out that you can buy that games the system. <laughs> There always is. It well, just it doesn't matter how uh, what you do. There's always a game. Well, gang. fair enough, right? So you know? it's, it,
0: it, it's it, never the perfect outcome that you think it's going to be, yeah. and it's not going to be implemented perfectly in the way that you think it's right. going to be. So everybody's like, well, look, I don't do anything wrong. The police should be able to come right. into my house and that's, search all day long.
2: That's a classic Yeah, but reaction. what if the
0: police are doing something wrong?
2: Right. Yeah. What if they drop an unmarked gun right. you know, on your carpet and say, oh, so you were the guy who robbed that bank.
0: And go, go go, tell them, go find somebody or go find a society where you have zero government corruption and all the government actors do it with the, with perf- perfectly. Because the government It is doesn't people. exist.
2: It's it's just
0: people. Right. The government's corrupt right. because people are corrupt. And people are corrupt because we were born with that awful thing that nobody wants to admit called original sin. If you think you can engineer a society that doesn't have it, well, good luck. It's never been done. So
2: right. months back, we talked about several examples on chat, GTP, or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. the the AI, you know, system. And we, we saw how biased it was that if you told, if you told it to write a poem about, you know, a good poem about how nice President Biden is, it would write a poem. And then you'd give it You'd give it the same instruction and give it the name Donald Trump. And it wouldn't do it. And it would say, my programming will not allow me to write a poem. Or, and th- these are actual examples, yeah, right? Yeah. And so the Japanese and the Chinese, in in, in using AI to predict who's going to be a criminal.
0: They're already baking in. There's bias. Bias, baked bias there's, yeah.
2: We know AI yeah, is yeah. not an even-handed you know, so what happens when you umpire. implement this
0: and there's more blacks or more whites getting accused of future crimes?
2: Because this is profiling. Right. It's absolutely profiling. This is profiling. This is absolutely. what we all, you know, everybody's like, well, Rudy, you can't do this, uh, you know, this uh, shaking down of black youth patting them down, looking for guns, right, the stop and frisk, the stop and frisk, cause you're profiling. Well, what the hell is this? It's this, is, this is profiling. Sure it you know, right?
0: It's profiling. Right. And, and look, if you don't think you're going to get disparate outcomes out of this, then you're sorely mistaken. So eventually this has to implode. Maybe that's the, that's what should yeah.
2: happen. It's yeah. it, the, the article said that the, one of the leading early researchers into this was the LAPD back in 2009, got like a $3 million federal grant and, Chief Bratton at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, they were the ones that pioneered this and and had some success in, they claim, in stopping crime from happening because they would identify certain neighborhoods, certain people, certain gangs, and then they would focus on them. And I'm like, okay, but that's that's what old gumshoe policing always was. Mm-hmm. And now you want a computer to do that. So you, I guess you can wash your hands of it and say, hey, we're not going after black youths. The computer is. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know.
0: Or you're going to program it not
2: to. Or you're going to program it not to. You're going to look for old Nordic uh, right. women. So you can. And you're you going to stop them on right. airplanes and do a frisk. Who's yeah. to say that that
3: profile does not exist as, I mean, look, in, in the system? It's yeah.
0: the, it, you can have a checkpoint mm-hmm. at every single intersection and eliminate drug trafficking. All right. All you have to do is suspend the Fourth Amendment, put jackboots on the ground, give everybody uh, machine guns and disarm the citizenship.
2: You'll wanna, stop it. You guys want to do some quick mm-hmm. hits? Yeah. Or? Let's do some quick yeah. hits. we got to wrap it up. Yeah. So uh, Biden this week did another $5 billion in student loan forgiveness, even though the Supreme Court said he couldn't do it. He's doing it anyway. Now $140 billion cumulative he's done so far. And his edu- education secretary said, "Hey, we're just getting started. For any anybody not making more than $125,000 a year that's carrying student debt, their target is to forgive $20,000 of what they owe.
3: $125,000. As yeah, if an you're income? not
2: making at least that, then we're going to dismiss 20 grand." What the hell? Oh. I don't. Hey, hey! This is where they're going. This now, is, where, is this happening,
0: oh or is God. it? Are they just like they're well, saying they're going to implement it? We just had a
2: Supreme Court dis- d- decision that he didn't have the constitutional power to well, they, do this. Well, they, they, he's doing they, it anyway.
0: They enjoined the, the enforcement of it, right? They, yeah. So they didn't actually get to the merits of it yet.
2: Uh, Trump vice president pick J D Vance's name is in the mix. Uh, Tucker Carlson, just throw that out there that That'd they're, be they're being, and apparently it's Melania that's pushing Tucker. Hmm. She wants Tucker, she wants the Don to pick Tucker. Uh, But J.D. Vance, hey, I think bringing Ohio in, J.D. Vance would be another Oh,
0: Historically, Ohio wins the White House. That
2: would be a big one. Um, Federal judge, last thing I got. Federal judge uh, Thomas Klee um, in West Virginia, district court judge, knocked down a West Virginia uh, restriction on... Uh, 18 to 21-year-olds not being allowed to buy handguns. He said there's nothing in the Constitution. Yeah, this is one of those Bruin-related decisions. And there's a Bruin-related decision. He says there's there's no contemporary history at the time of the Bill of Rights being adopted that said uh, youths uh, 18 to 21 were not allowed to buy guns. Yeah, and
0: in the meantime, the U.S. Supreme Court heard arguments recently on a case involving – challenge it was a challenge to uh, the firearm disability that results from having a a domestic violence or a domestic related civil protection order Uh, and the u.s supreme court is going to issue a decision on this based on the new bruin decision whether or not uh, it's okay if you have a civil domestic violence protection order against you is that a regulatory scheme in the united states so it's a federal law Uh, is that going to be constitutional under bruin and the second amendment all the all the people that watch this, all the commentators are saying that uh, there's no way they're going to strike that down. The court is sort of telegraphed that it, it's not going to touch that one. So mm. we shall see. Wow. Hmm. Even though there is no historical precedent for restricting those who have civil protection <laughs> orders for domestic violence uh, from having firearms. So anyway. well, okay.
2: Well, I guess we can all go Look, home. This, and this history,
0: text, and tradition standard is a is the Wild West, man. We're, it, can't, it, we're still uh, figuring it out.
2: It really wow. is. I guess we can all go home and smoke a doobie, Ohio. Uh, uh, it's twenty four hours into its uh, recreational I marijuana. I did notice a little bit of a <laughs> a, haze, a haze.
3: Calming, hey yeah. man, there you go. Well, Everything's cool. You can't. You can't have the twelve plants. You can only have the six because uh, the the Huffman says six is enough. I'm thinking uh, not for prior not knowledge. For <laughs> prior for prior knowledge. How would right. you know six is enough? Like, he just says so, He just says it so authoritatively. It's like. What the hell? It's like
0: when people (laughs) tell me, oh, you don't need five guns.
3: Right. Right. Oh, thanks. You don't need 12 plants. Thanks. I didn't realize that until you just told me. Six is fine. Yeah. You just
0: told me. All right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up this riveting episode of Common Sense Ohio on December (laughs) 8th. Okay, dude. Far out. December 8th, 2023, the day we declared war in 1941 against Japan. Uh, So yesterday we lived in infamy and today we have declared war. Next week, we will learn more about what happened on... (laughs) I can't even do the math. (laughs) December 15th.
2: (laughs) See, see, Steve's been smoking. I've been
0: smoking too much. (laughs) I haven't been sleeping enough. I work too much. Anyway, you can check out Common Sense Ohio at commonsenseohioshow.com, brought to you by Harper Plus Accounting, where we are coming at you right from the middle each and every week, at least until now.